Hello, internet peeps. Welcome to another edition of Big Trouble Little Podcast, episode 137. I am Joe Dubs. I'm Andy. I'm Zach from the Philippines. I'm here to recover this gold from my people in the Philippines. <laughs> <laughs> and if what Zach just said was a line from one of the movies that we're going to be talking about, uh, we're, we're going to be talking about Savage Beach and Return to Savage Beach. Uh, since we are starting off our bad movie month, even though we're in like in the last two weeks of February. So if you haven't noticed, we took like, what, two and a half weeks off because of me, mostly because I went to my parents' house for uh, family reasons, obviously, uh, that I'm not going to discuss on here. And um, I brought a microphone that, what? And because of the weather, we took time off. Yeah, and uh, the weather kind of, we, we almost had the curse of Savage Beach happen to us. We, we were just like, we're going to do the shuttle bar? Nah. <laughs> but here we are um, doing this. We're, we're doing this show. So anyway, guys, what the hell have you been watching, playing, or doing? Um, I'm going to start with you, Andy. Is, is that list accurate? Did you just edit that list? Uh, well, I mean, I've been editing it as we've been taking this break. There's a lot of stuff on here, so <clears throat> I might have to like cut some of it. I watched some shit that I just don't care about talking about. I watched a little Nikki. It's like, you know, who gives a fuck, right? Mm. The movie's not as funny as I remember it being, honestly. Uh, I watched, um, I played some more cyberpunk, whatever. I'll, I'll, you know, I won't bore anyone with any more of that. I watched a bunch of a uh, most extreme elimination challenge. There's a Twitch channel that plays it just nonstop. Did you guys watch that show? Back yes, I did. I love that. This show's hilarious. But yeah, there's a Twitch channel that just plays it 24-7, just nonstop. Fucking so awesome. I, I've been watching a bunch of that like while doing like I had to do some some shit for work. So I put that on one side of the monitor and did the work on the other side. Um I watched a horror movie. It's classified as a horror movie, but a movie called Antebellum. It came out a few years ago. Do you guys remember that? Yeah. The yeah, I never uh, watched it. It was like the first the first third of the movie or so and in fact kind of the last third is like really uh interesting and it's such a cool premise but they kind of drop the ball like it's not it, it's 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 like uh it's the antebellum south is and it's like kind of a horror movie that takes place there but it's not very horror they they could have done more with it but it's it's all right it's fine if you if you catch it on tv sometime it's worth watching but i wouldn't Pay money for it. Uh, I watched Highlander. If you don't know what Highlander is and you don't love it, then I guess fuck you. <laughs> uh, the company that's releasing the English translation of uh, an anime movie called Memories streamed it for free. So I watched that. Memories is um, uh, there. It's three stories written by Katsuhiro Otomo and they're directed by other big names in anime. Uh, uh, Satoshi Kon had something to do with it, as did I think. Um, Spacing on his name, the Ghost in the Shell guy. Uh, uh, it's extremely good. It's famous. Yeah, it's worth watching too. Uh, I watched a western called Red Sun from 1971 that I'd never heard of, but someone posted a picture on Reddit of Toshiro Mifune and uh, what's that guy's name? Alan something. He's in La Samurai, another Criterion movie that that, that hoity-toity dicks like me like. And I was like, oh my god, they're in a movie together? And it's a western? And also Charles Bronson is in it? And also it's directed by the guy who directed the first several James Bond movies? Also Ursula Andress is in it? So I watched that. It's, it's a really good movie. It's a lot of fun. It's like um, they're transporting 
uh, Japan has just been opened up to the West, obviously, and they're transporting a ceremonial samurai sword to the president of the United States as like a gift. And uh, it gets stolen by gangsters, and uh, Mifune and Bronson have to team up to track the guy down. And of course, they don't like each other or cultural differences. It's a good movie. It's worth watching. Um, as I always do, I got on the Criterion channel to watch something specific. Couldn't find it because their user interface is complete trash. Stumbled onto Ghost Dog, Way of the Samurai, a movie directed by Jim Jarmusch and starring... Forrest Whitaker and was like, well, I want to watch that. I even own it, but I was still like, yeah, I'm going to stream this on the Criterion Channel. Uh, it, it's it, it's from the 90s. Forrest Whitaker is like a black, well, obviously he's black, but it's, there's a lot of black culture stuff in the movie. Uh, he's a hitman for the mob, but he like follows Bushido in the way of the samurai. It's bizarre and an extremely awesome movie. Forrest Whitaker uh, has a weird track record of movies because remember he did john claude van damme he did the uh yeah. that i forgot the fucking uh kickboxer no it was uh one of the no, fuck he, was in, he was in time cop time cop yeah what's time cop or no 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 no. you're right he was in uh blood sport my Bl- bad blood sport yeah yeah he's also in a star wars yeah but yeah, yeah. that movie like doesn't make any sense and on paper it should have never got made but thank god jim jarmusch is such a weirdo uh, i ha- i highly recommend it it's it's great like i said he's just a hitman and it's just like you know really violent um i was feeling really nostalgic the other day so i watched the dvd of saturday night live the best of chris farley i forgot that i owed that uh, it's it's still funny chris uh, do you remember when saturday night live was good i do <laughs> Yeah. Um, now apparently Pete Davidson is funny. He's not. Uh, he's not funny. I don't care what anybody says. I don't care if the whole Twitter says it. He's not a. He's not a funny comedian. Go fuck yourself. So Pete Davidson. Is that what she said? Yeah, Pete Davidson. The only thing famous about. Wow, this is gonna sound really fucked up. The only famous thing about him is that his dad died in nine eleven as a fireman, and and he got a job at Saturday Night Live. He's not good. The only people I know on Saturday Night Live anymore is Keenan Thompson. And um, one of the chicks that was in Ghostbusters. That's it. That's the only ones I know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I wanted to mention, uh, it, this is just a Flash animation, but it's like 20 minutes long and it's extremely good. And I back the guy on Patreon. Uh, Terminal Montage does a series called the Something Series, something about Sonic the Hedgehog, something about Castlevania, something about Mario. And they're all just short, clever animations. Well, he did a video that culminates all of the stories of all the other stuff into like a Smash Brothers style thing. And it is extremely good. It's hilarious. And like I said, it's like 20 minutes long. There's like an extremely well animated fight scene between Mario and Super Sonic. It's great. Um, and also I watched the whole first season of a, an AMC show called Halt and Catch Fire. Do you guys remember hearing about it? Oh, it's a good show. Oh, you've seen it? Yeah, it's a, it's a great show. I love it. Yeah, I... Uh, I, I, I st- it's one of those Netflix tricks you because you go into it to like add it to your list or like read the description who's in it. And it just starts the first episode. And I was like, oh, I guess I'm watching this now. Uh, oops. And then I loved it and I watched the whole first season. I haven't started the second season yet. I was kind of taking like a short break from it. But it, I, I loved the first season. The show is really good. It's funny because when I went to New York Comic Con, I forgot what year it was, uh, obviously before pandemic. Uh, but uh, they were doing a promotion on the floor and they're like, Hey, come, you know, come to our booth and we'll show you about Halt Catch Fire. And I'm like, what's the show about? And this guy had the perfect pitch. He's like, 
imagine if Steve Jobs was edgy and just didn't give a fuck and he like had sex with everybody, male and female, and there's a lot of drama. And I was like, okay, you, you sold me. Uh, let me see the show. And it, it's it's really, really cool. Actually, one of the female... I forgot her name, her actress. She's in one of the Black Mirror episodes where she's in the virtual city uh, and she has like a disease. She's about to die, but then they upload her into this world and it's about two lesbian lovers. It's a good episode in Black Mirror, Um, but she's really good in the show as well. But I I was attracted to the show because it's about building PCs in the early 80s and the Silicon Prairie, they call it, because there were a bunch of uh, computer companies in Texas. Yeah. And, uh, like, it drew me in because I was like, oh, I like old computer bullshit. I like, you know, IBM and Tandy and TI instruments, you know, dumb nonsense like that, Amiga. And uh, at first, that's the part that's interesting. And all three of the main characters are like, "Mm, these characters, like, they all suck. They're, like, kind of bad people. And then by the end of the, the, at least the season, the overall plot is still interesting, but it's the characters. Like, I want to know what happens to them. Like, they do a really good job developing the characters really well. There's a lot of stuff that happens that, like, doesn't necessarily seem to have meaning on the face of it, but it's profound in a way that makes you interested in the plot. It's hard to describe without spoiling stuff. But I have been really getting into that show. I forgot how many seasons. Was there, like, five? Four. Oh, okay. Four. It ended in 2017, apparently. Yeah, I, I, I read somewhere a minor spoiler for myself. I guess the last season like jumps ahead into the early '90s or something, but it, it doesn't matter. I've only watched the first season so far. Speak- uh, I think that's pretty much all I watched. Speaking of, other- speaking of good shows, uh, you ever seen Mr. Robot? Mm-mm. I think you would that was like- another one that like I saw a trailer for, and I was like, it seems like something that would interest me. But you know me and TV shows, it's almost impossible to get me to watch one. It's a good show because it. Uh... It's hard to explain without spoiling it, but give it a try. I believe it's on Netflix. Give it at least maybe a couple of episodes because I know on the third episode it grabbed me really quickly. Hmm, okay. Um. Other than that, is there anything else? Uh, I don't think. I think I covered it. Like, so there's been lots of small stuff, and I cut out some stuff that's not really worth talking about. Okay, Zach. What about you? What have you been watching, playing, or doing? Um. I watched uh, one movie besides these other two movies we're getting ready to talk about. Uh, I was on Tubi getting ready to watch these, and then I saw um, The Taking of Deborah Logan. And then I was like, oh, yeah, I watched that when it was new, and I thought it was kind of good, so I went to watch it again. Uh, and it's, it's, it's all right. It's decent for – I wouldn't call it a found footage. I, I'm not sure what – because the footage isn't found – uh, it was taken as evidence and nobody died. It's weird because it's one of those movies where like the guys film everything for a fucking documentary and no, they, they all don't die. They all live. <laughs> That's usually not how that works. Miller. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. It's not a big deal. I just, I, I didn't realize that when I watched it at the time, I didn't have that, that epiphany about it. It was, Oh yeah, nobody died. Huh? <laughs> but, um, so what's the, it's, the premise is about somebody being taken, I'm guessing? Not exactly. Um, oh. So this uh, group of kids, I think from college, they're, they're around college age, I believe. They're doing a documentary to cover, like, this um, old woman who's going through, like, uh, Alzheimer's. 
slash dementia. And um, they're, they're supposed to document like the how it goes over the course of however much time could be a few months or something. Mm-hmm. And while they're doing that, like weird shit starts happening with her. Like she's, I don't know if you know much about dementia or Alzheimer's, but it can cause things like hallucinations and fucking mood swings and shit. Yeah. And she's kind of going through stuff like that, but other weirder stuff is happening. Like apparently in footage, she's like uh, skipping up onto like a stove in the kitchen somehow. And there's no skip in the time code. It's like, what the fuck's that? I don't know. And then they, they have this big discussion about it. She's going out in the woods digging holes for no reason. Apparently no reason. <laughs> uh, stuff like that. And she just looks really creepy at times. It's it's very, like, the, the old the old lady they got to play her, when she's, like, going through her, her shit, her dementia stuff, and she's, like, staring at the camera. Like, I can't do it justice. It's like, she's creepy as shit. It's <laughs> but uh, it takes, like, a big left turn with a kind of sort of a supernatural plot about a third of the way through. And uh, I I don't want to get into it anymore after that. Can I take a stab at it? Uh, What states is it from? Uh, Is it something like desert or like? No, it feels kind of like a Northeast. Oh, okay. Because I was going to say, does it have to do with Native Americans and like Wendigos and shit? (laughs) <laughs> no it feels northeast or midwest and there's no no there's no ancient uh you know northeast, that's stephen king territory yeah there, there's there's no weird um cryptozoology shit going on or anything like that so mm-hmm. uh but yeah uh, it's okay um i beat resident evil 6 um i'm waiting on you mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm good to go. I've, I've wrote all my notes out. I have quite a bit to say. It'll probably be a lengthy uh, thing when we finally do it. Uh, kind of, I guess I'll announce it here. Uh, next month, I'm going to be doing like a charity for uh, depression and stuff for St. Jude. And I'm going to be playing all the Resident Evil games. So I guess we'll talk about Resident Evil 6 during next month, pretty much. Okay, cool. Um I feel like we're gonna go start going faster after we get get done with this. Oh yeah, <laughs> I mean, what's left after six? It's just seven, right? Revelations no. one and two, and this is still yeah, there's still a few other names actually. And we're doing Umbrella uh, Chronicles as well, I believe. And Dark Side Chronicles. That's yeah, gonna ra- get wrapped up before eight comes out. Yep, yeah. that's that's the plan. Um, I've beat the pants off of a bunch of games while you guys haven't done shit this whole time. Good, someone's gonna catch me. I've, I've surpassed you. Oh. Now, whenever you actually finish Cyberpunk, that'll change. But yeah. Um, yes, I, I am. I am at the doorstep of the, the final mission of Cyberpunk. So. <laughs> I'm going to lose again. I'm going to lose again. <laughs> but uh, I've beaten like uh, one, two, three, four, four games since I think we last talked. Uh, and I don't really want to get into too many of those. So I'll save it for Accelerated Gamer. Um. Read books. I, I've read uh, Chris Claremont's run on Wolverine, the first two volumes of it. Um, the like when Wolverine got first got his own solo book, which was like '89. Um, it's pretty cool. He's like in Madripoor and stuff, 
and i guess like the x-men are supposed to be dead and he's adopted like this alter identity where he's like a guy who owns a nightclub uh, has half interest in a nightclub in madripoor and he gets involved in like a bunch of like local uh like crime and espionage shit it's kind of cool sounds like a nicholas winding reffin movie sort of i think i think uh claremont took some inspiration from casablanca a little bit and some other shit but uh it's cool like the hulk shows up uh but he's joe fix it so he can talk and it's it's kind of entertaining when he's he's interacting with wolverine (laughs) um i check it out though it's really cool i'm actually like really hooked into the story now and i want to collect the rest of these volumes and uh, i think i got one more thing nope that's it all right so i'm gonna quickly do well actually there's some mentions i want to give so usually when i go over my parents house, me and my dad love to watch movies so i chose these movies and they were pretty good uh i don't know how to say this uh title so you're probably gonna have to correct this so it's spelled v-i-r-t-u-o-s-i-t-y virtuosity 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 oh uh anyway is that even a word so i'm gonna explain with this paragraph what it is and i'll tell you how awesome it is so when a virtual reality simulation created using the personalities of multiple serial killers manages to escape into the real world a next cop is tasked with stopping its reign of terror and the cop who's apparently in prison for some strange reason who has a metal arm is denzel washington uh and the sailor serial killer in the virtual world is played by Russell Crowe. It's a oh, great. Nice. It's a I've great. Heard of this movie. It's a great movie. Nineteen ninety-five. So that started sounding familiar halfway through the description. I was like, I was looking at this somewhere. I think I actually found it on a Shout Media. They have a DVD for it. Oh, it's so good. I I loved every minute of it. Minute of it. Um, then I picked another movie because my dad is terrible at picking movies. He usually picks like something like Savage Beach. uh anyway there is a movie on amazon prime called monsters of man uh came out in 2020 it's on amazon prime you do have to rent it uh the cast is not that great but the actions is fucking amazing it's about uh the cia drops these like robots into like pretty much the philippines like in a small town and just fucking uh, they they called it an exercise, and these robots were just killing fucking people. And there's this, like, Navy SEAL who's, like, living in that town, and he has to, like, help the Philippines people uh, fight these robots. Is he played by Red Brown? No. Oh, god damn it. Uh, but Neil Mac- McDonald's in the movie. That's the only, like, top actor in the movie. <laughs> Sounds like a Red Brown movie. <laughs> We should have been watching Red Brown movies since February. Red, oh man, <laughs> I, oh, I didn't think. Well, I didn't the, know we were going to be doing this in February. Those <laughs> videos have been popping up in my recommended nonsense on YouTube recently. And then I watched uh, the three Atlas Shrugged movies. Have you ever watched that uh, movie? No. Have you ever heard of the book Atlas Shrugged? Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so they made two, three movies out of it. Uh, first movie's okay. 
Second movie's eh. Third movie's really good. Um I recommend it if you're into like dystopian, totalitarian uh type of government uh stories. It's a, it's a good movie to watch and a great Are you re- radicalized now? That's what that story does, right? Well, the story radicalizes you to have a free mind and say fuck the government for telling you what to do. I guess it depends. What you tell me? Yeah, I guess it depends on how you look at it. <laughs> um, I played a little bit of Resident Evil Six. I watched recently, which I did send you guys in a Facebook Messenger, the wind, the windy theory of The Shining. Have you ever heard of that theory before? I don't know. Was it featured in Room 237? Because I sat through that piece of shit for no reason. No, it's not about like the fucking moon landing bullshit. Okay, good. Uh, the the wind the 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 Wendy theory is Wendy is the crazy person in the movie. She's hallucinating everything that's going on, and there's some reality into it. So the reason, uh, the way the guy in the video on YouTube put it, now you could keep in mind that that's not what Kubrick thought of, but it's still a good theory. It's it's a still a good watch. So when she's having her episodes of like a schizo frenzy, uh, schizo uh, moment, the the chairs that are disappear or the furniture that's not there anymore is her mind like recreating the scene and her just forgetting the the chair or the picture or, or something, uh, and she's imagining like Jack abusing the kid. Um, it, it it's a whole. It's like I think it's like an hour. Uh, that video it, it's really interesting like i know a lot of people be like especially people that uh talk about like people who talk about david lynch movies well maybe he was just i don't know being a bad father you don't need you don't need any uh information about that it's like kubrick th- there was a reason why kubrick fucking moved this furniture he doesn't miss that shit so Maybe Kubrick was just being weird. And moving just furniture? Yeah, I don't want to. That's what I always thought it was, honestly. If we can get into it for a minute. People are like, he did, there was a reason. He moved this furniture for a reason. I think he did it because when people notice it, it creeps them the fuck out. And that's the point. Mm-hmm. Like, you're supposed to be like, you know, the, 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 the Overlook Hotel is like haunted. And it's like affecting people mentally. I think it's supposed to play into that. I, I, I think people are right to look for meaning. But... I don't know that they're right to look for like a lot of meaning in it, but that's just that's my takeaway. That's just what I think. Well, the the person in the video brings up a good point uh, because he he goes the uh, the uh, the the manager of the hotel tells Jack, you know, about Grady Oldman, whatever the guy who kills himself in uh, the Shining Hotel, uh, and then the wife. Uh, there's a totally different name to Grady. Uh, when, you know, she's around in the hotel. So, like, there's some small things. Maybe it's just continuity error or something like that. Or maybe Kubrick just being fucking weird of just changing names. But I don't know. It's it's a great uh, watch. I, I love theories in movies. There's a lot of theories that <laughs> one guy pissed me off. He's like, you know, maybe this guy was just, I don't know, crazy. And I'm like... Yeah, that's a it's a theory, but it's a boring. <laughs> it's a boring theory. Um, but other than that, that's all I've been doing. I I, I played 
uh, Resident Evil 6, NHL. I'm playing this new game called Valheim. Have you heard about it? Yes, I've seen that's on. I've seen that on Steam. I think. Yeah, it's a it's a Viking survival game. Um, it has like really shitty graphics, but the gameplay is amazing. So I don't give a fuck. So. Are the graphics like shitty? Like they're trying to do modern graphics and they have a low budget, or does it look like that on purpose? It look it's on purpose. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's like World of Warcraft when it first came out. Graphics. Interesting. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that's all I've been doing uh, for those two and a half weeks. So let, let's get into these movies, huh? Uh, I gotta, I gotta ask you first. How did you first stumble upon these, learn about these, and watch them? So, I don't know. I, I think you're familiar with um, Nick Ricada, right? Yeah, yeah. So, he does movie nights, and I didn't watch it. I, I watched, like, a few minutes of it, and I'm like, what the fuck is this? And <laughs> he played, he played uh, Savage Beach. And then he's like, oh, wow, they made Return to Savage Beach. And <laughs> I was like, oh, shit, I'm just going to use that for the bad movie months. And then I also saw it on a podcast and stuff as well, uh, where people would talk about the director. Um, I brought it up before the show. Um, but did you guys know that <laughs> these two movies are out of order, apparently? <laughs> because this is a uh, universe like yeah, like, like a Doris bullshit universe or something. Yeah. So he he has like this uh it's called Lethal. I I don't know what the acronym is about, but it has just like badass women in it, in it or something like that. There's badass guys too. Yeah. In, in return, there's some badass guys in there. Yeah. I I I got to be full disclosure. I fucking hated Return to Savage Beach. I re I loved Savage Beach more than uh Return. Um, well, Return to Savage Beach made me laugh out loud more than Savage Beach did. But Savage Beach felt like a more competent movie, weirdly enough, somehow. <laughs> well, I love the the two women in, in, in Savage Beach because I love the first part of the movie where he's like, this is my badge, this is my warrant, and then the guy's like, this is my shotgun. And he fucking pulled out, and then he pulled out the shotgun and shoots <laughs> That whole fucking scene was just amazing. Uh, I was the first. I, okay, let's get into Savage Beach. Okay. Um, <laughs> I was confused, and maybe I'm a dummy, but like at first it was like, okay, are they federal agents? Do they work for like a delivery company, a, a cargo company? What's who are all these other characters? And it's just like just the two blondes go. And also, I thought they were twins for like fucking. 50 minutes of that movie until I finally got a good look at their faces. I was like, oh, they're not twins. <laughs> they might as well be. Their hair is the same color. They're dressed identically. It's stupid. It, Don't it's, do cla that. it's classic bad movie trope, though. It's like they have like a bunch of different jobs at once. It's, yeah. I, they, like, they do whatever the plot needs them to do. And then there's like a bunch of subplots that they that Andy Sidaris tries to get going in this movie. It's like he way overcomplicates the movie. Yeah, it's like eventually I was like, is this how many movies are in this movie? Because it's like the Filipino guy and then there's like a, a, an army guy who gets replaced by someone else. and He turns out to be 
I can't remember NSA, CIA, or something. Yeah, yeah. And then there's like the other guy who like betrays them and sells the information to the other guys that betray the Filipino guy. And then there's like the Filipino guy, and he's doing his own private thing with the woman, and they're boning, and uh, 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 and then finally all that shit just kind of happens across the two blondes. And then there's a, ja- a Japanese subplot. Yeah, and then there's the, the <laughs> Japanese guy who's just been living there the whole time, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, the guy from Die Hard shows up and steals the candy bar, and I got really happy about that. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, there's so many factions in this movie. Like uh, you said, the Japanese story. Then you had the Philippines Army story, Communist Party story. Uh, then you had the. I just want to bring this up when they uh, p- clearly put a like thumbtack into the guy's neck to make it look like it's a dart. Uh, when they uh, kidnap him so that the CIA can go undercover with the military. That that scene made me laugh out loud. <laughs> for, for the whole time of that movie, I thought that was a bad guy. I thought he was a secret bad guy. Yeah. Until the end. Yeah, the whole time. Oh, uh, there's some Japanese computer guys, too. I forgot about that. Yes. I think they're the treasure hunters. I guess. I like like the, the treasure hunters work for the Rodriguez, Rodriguez guy. Hmm. And yeah, I don't know. We'll we'll we'll, we'll get there. We'll iron it out. <laughs> I don't know if we will. <laughs> we'll either. So like they they have this floppy disk about like the uh, location of this treasure, uh, which apparently happened during World War Two, where they stole the gold from the Philippines or something, and I guess put it in the ground. Uh, well, a storm like made them crash on an island, and they were like, "Oh, I guess we'll bury the gold and just guard it." And then, and then they killed some innocent. No, they weren't innocent. I can't remember. They killed some sailors, and they, then two of them killed themselves or something. Those, those American guys like sort of crashed on the beach, like they were, you know, they were trying to get to land and shit. For some reason, I got a weird, like, USS Indianapolis vibe from the whole thing. <laughs> and then, like, it just so happens, like, the, the other girls, like, that, he killed her grandpa all the way back then. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, she sets it up way in the beginning of the movie before we even know the subplot. Check she's all, like, subplot. But it's like, man, my grandpa, he was in the Pacific Theater. He served in the Philippines and stuff. And she was like, he never made it back. And then she she was like saying something like this feels really weird like I, I'm getting this weird sense of deja vu or something about the Philippines or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> the it's DNA uh, memory is stored in DNA. But he he after no, it doesn't make any sense because he died there. <laughs> I know. Yeah, uh, I I love the whole samurai just hiding protecting the gold still while these like uh, factions are happening. Uh, terrible old man makeup too oh it was awful I loved how all the Japanese guys had no accent at all they spoke uh-huh. perfect English <laughs> <laughs> like even in the flashback they're just yeah. like yes we'll take the gold they they spoke better English than some of the re- uh, American looking actors I mean I'm just saying they're better actors than most of them yeah that's true too which wasn't hard to do what do you think these movies make it blatantly obvious that all the, all the stars are hired based on their looks, and they're like, you can't act? We'll figure it out. 
You got tits. It's okay. Well, what <laughs> what do you think of like the this disease that was killing all the children? Where the doctor out loud said that the, all these children are gonna die right in front of their faces. <laughs> He's I like, thought about Balto. Balto. <laughs> yeah, I didn't think I'd hear a Balto reference. That, I think I think that's. I'm trying to say this movie is bad because it kept making me think about movies I would rather watch. <laughs> yeah, it was hilarious that whole thing where they were setting up. I was like, oh, we need this medicine. Like, there's a bad storm. And then they set up that whole subplot where it's like, okay, go deliver this medicine, uh, you two girls. I don't even have their names. I need to find their names. I feel bad. I have a question about that. So what? They go through this fucking storm, right, to deliver this fucking medicine. That's and, right. And they have to rush back for no reason. Yeah, and I'm just like, yeah, I wondered that too. Yeah, because I was like, hold on a second. This is a really bad storm. Just wait. Just wait for the storm to go, and then. I guess they had to, because of the bad writing, they had to make it where they have to land uh, on the island and pretty much. Well, it's easy to fix the writing. It's got to be, um, we need something from this island to bring back to Honolulu. Uh, they, they have vaccines for sick children in Hawaii, so they need to get there, pick up the vaccine, and get back in a hurry. There, it's fixed. But no, it's just, they're taking it out to them. And then they're just flying an empty plane back in a storm for no reason. Well, they, they, needed a, they needed a scene where they could change out of their wet clothes <laughs> in the airplane. And yeah. it was the same exact clothes they were wearing that were just dry. Yes. <laughs> so I, I want to bring that up because there's a lot there's a lot of titties in both movies. There's way more in the second one. There's way more in the second one. The second one, I felt like I picked a softcore porn movie or something because that's what it felt like compared to, like at least Savage Beach. What? Yeah, I, there's something I want to get off my chest. Haha. Uh, the second movie like does it wrong because almost every female actor is introduced in a scene where she's topless. And then she gets dressed, and for the rest of the movie, she's dressed, but it's like, I mean, aren't you supposed to, like, use that to tease pervy viewers? They did backwards. They'll be nude later. (laughs) It seemed weird to me. Like, why do they start naked almost every time? I don't know. Yeah, that's a good point, though. It's just weird. It stood out to me. Also, like, uh, both of these movies have some of the, like, grossest non-tantalizing nudity i've ever seen <laughs> it's the worst like they've all got like i don't i don't want to get like judgy or anything but they've all got like obviously fake boobs and they're all like Ugh. i don't know it's just my taste i guess uh <laughs> I, I, the only thing i like <laughs> laughed about is all the sex scenes that happened in both movies because it was just like dry humping most of the Always time funny. Yeah, um, but the first, like, what I was saying before, like, the, at least the first movie tries to be a movie, but the second movie's like, we have all these porn stars, we have to, because I, I think most of these are just, like, uh, B-movie actors and mostly porn stars. trippers. Yeah. I think all, almost all of them in the second movie were definitely porn stars, I got that feel. Yeah. yeah. But the first one, I'm like, no, nah, I think the two girls, they're just like B-movie actors. And they're like, you take your clothes off? How much are you paying? Yeah. <laughs> I I do like the, uh, in the first movie, was it the captain? Uh, the guy? The military guy? 
Um, you mean the naval dude? Yeah. The army guy. He's always fucking complaining and shit. <laughs> He's bitching about everything and stuff. What was with the, the the guy that um Rodriguez got to hack? He he made a copy of the disc mm-hmm. for for the coordinates. And then he's he's just like computer man who could do all the computer shit because it's it's 1989. Nobody knows how computers work still, right? Except specialists. <laughs> I like that the guy like sets up the computer. And he's like, "There you go. You just gotta hit enter," and then he just leaves the room. I like how it shows <laughs> him obviously. You're not allowed. Obviously... Like, You're not allowed to... <laughs> like, oh, Fuck off. <laughs> I like how it obviously shows him though when he's done doing his computer shit. He has the the copy floppy disk mm-hmm. underneath his book yeah. in frame. He's like, thank you. I'm going to the Bahamas for three months. Bye. I, I love that they put a little label on it that said copy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, then, <laughs> then, like, the, he meets him out in the desert, and he's all like, uh, Rodriguez gives him the money. So he, he set this computer guy up to make him a copy of the disc so he can get the gold. <laughs> he's like, there you go. And then he's like, uh, he says, have a blast or some shit. It's like, dude, you're gonna blow up. You're an idiot. <laughs> and then he's like sitting there looking at the case. He's like fiddling with it and shit. And he then, like, like when lets he... him walk away. And he'd be like, like, have a blast. And I'd be like, I'm opening this up right now, motherfucker. Like, you... <laughs> oh, come here, come here. Like, chase him. <laughs> That'd be a good test to see if somebody set you up. Yeah. But um, yeah, he just like walks away in the car and he's like watching him. Like that briefcase is gonna fucking explode. Mm. Blam! And it did. <laughs> Pretty good effect. The explosions in, in these movies aren't the worst. No, the second one especially that that got me going. I love the explosions <laughs> in the second one. My favorite. Uh, I I want to uh, not my favorite. The best part of acting in this movie I want to say is when they find the gold, and they act like the gold is heavy. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. Because out of the whole, oversells the shit of it out of it when he's like carrying the gold. It's like obviously not that heavy. Yeah, Yeah, he's like, oh, he's like overdoing it. Uh, what's with the crossbow in both uh fucking uh movies? By the way, with the explosive tip. Explosive tips. Yeah. They're like they're like tiny tiny. Like that that big old like. Turok Rambo arrowhead on him. Mm-hmm. The little teeny tiny girl crossbow with the explosive tip arrows is like the magnum for Resident Evil. That's what it's that equivalent in this universe. And is Ro- is Roosters on Honolulu, Hawaii? By the way, uh, you mean the restaurant? No, no. The uh, remember when they're sleeping and all of a sudden, like they hear noise and they just shoot up either a chicken or a rooster. Oh yeah. no, 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 that was um. Remember in the flashback scene when the, the, the old Japanese officer is telling the Japanese guys about the plot to smuggle the Philippine gold away? Mm. And then he's like, it shows that whole scene, and they're like taking livestock with them. Yeah, they have livestock on the boat. Yeah, they have like pigs and chickens and stuff. I think it's to like set up how they survive, right? Because they have that's, livestock to slaughter or something. That's what I thought. It's like maybe they're going to farm. They're, they plan on being somewhere for a while. And then and the the rooster is the offspring of that Would yeah you... they, they crash land on that island though the girls do and then they're like oh it's deserted i don't know where the hell we're at uh may as well set up camp and then they're being stalked by somebody or something and then they get guns and it's like let's get this care package out and then like there's a stire og in that Why? fucking <laughs> because they're like oh we need to take these vaccines to sick kids better bring my assault rifle 
Yeah. And, and, and the crossbow. Explosive arrows. Yeah. Fuck yeah. And then, like, they just blow up a poor rooster. <laughs> <laughs> and she's got his head, like, at you least we won't tell, be hungry. You could tell that they just killed a rooster for this movie. I thought it was a fake rooster. I don't know. I, I, I think it was real, but I could be wrong. It looked hmm. too clean, like his head. Uh, what'd you think of the Japanese man throwing a machete at somebody? Because I laughed my ass off. It was pretty badass. I was like, "Oh shit!" Like it was entertaining. It was kind of cool. My favorite. I like the I like the fight scenes though, where the the two treasure hunter Japanese guys, the, the dude from Die Hard, and the other guy, mm-hmm. they they find the Japanese guys from the government or whatever the fuck they are, and then they they beat their ass in the hotel room and they take their identity basically, they steal their identity. That was like that was actually kind of cool. Yeah, it I was wish actually. I was watching this movie. Yeah, man. Yeah. Um. I think the whole, t- you know, bringing back the CIA guy where I, I thought it was a bad guy because the whole time I'm like waiting for his heel turn to happen. And especially when he kind of does a heel turn to the the naval guy. He's like, oh, yes, um, a ship is coming. He's like, no, it's not. And I'm like, this is where he gets him. He's like, I'm part of the CIA. We're coming to submarine. I'm not getting on the submarine. All right, we're getting on that sailboat. That disappointed <laughs> me. Yeah, like it would have been more fun if it would have been like an extra double cross because why? Why did he need to be an undercover CIA guy working with the military? It doesn't. Because it's it's the Andy Sidaris cinematic universe. That's why. Right. That's correct. I'm sure that guy got a a spinoff Netflix series or some shit. CIA guy. Let's go. So, anyway. They beat the bad guys. Uh, the uh, the Philippine Spanish guy uh, <laughs> goes, but clearly Hispanic Filipino man. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like I don't think people from the Philippines are called Rodriguez, and they're not Hispanic. It's like does does Andy Sidaris know where the Philippines are? <laughs> Yeah, it's like next to Belize, I think. I don't know. Well, even it's the fe- by Mexico, I guess. That's in the <laughs> Pacific. Well, even the female is like Spanish, and she's part of the Filipino commu- uh, Communist Party or whatever they're called and shit. When they introduced her, I just genuinely thought, oh, he's working with the Mexicans. I, that was my first thought. <laughs> <laughs> the cartels. Oh, uh, I love the scene where he he gets killed though. Yeah, with the uh, the gasoline and the thing. Like, he does that one... Like, <laughs> you could tell the explosion happened where he could have got out of the boat, which I guess they kind of explain in the next movie that we're going to watch. Um, but, like, he, like, does that cartoony, like, holy shit, and then, like, gets blown up. <laughs> this is what I love about it, though, is... Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think he saw that those arrows explode before that scene. So he should have known. Well, yeah, the tree. Remember the tree part? Yeah, it happened right in front of him. Then he's just like, and he just starts, he keeps trying to shoot her. And it's like, you're going to get out of there. And he exploded. Yeah. (laughs) He only hurts his face, though. He becomes a fan of of opera, pretty much. Also, Uh, I'm pretty sure that was like a shitty 22 revolver. (laughs) (laughs) Trying to kill her with it. Trying to think what else. Uh, I I hate how both movie ends. By the way, it's like they all just drinking and shit and uh, sitting around, be like, "Oh, that was so funny, guys. We're the greatest." We're... <laughs> and then it ends. Yeah, and, and it's like a real obvious, like 
the whole cast is just standing shoulder to shoulder, you know, that thing that real people never actually do, facing the camera <laughs> and like, ha ha ha, having a laugh. It's like the most awkward, unrealistic looking shot that you can put in your movie. It's like when people watch TV on WWE TV. God <laughs> damn it, that pisses me off. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's how the, f- the first movie ended. I, do you recommend it? <laughs> um, I think it's a pretty good bad movie i think mm-hmm. like it, i had fun watching it and it was like there was a it was like it's weird to me it was like almost competent enough but at the same time not that it was kind of enjoyable <laughs> yeah um i'm gonna give this a little recommendation um but i had fun watching it making fun of it so uh, but I do like Savage Beach more than Return to Savage Beach, which we're going to be talking about. Um, because Ooh. Return to Savage Beach kind of lost me a little bit um, as far as paying attention. And I think both movies, like, they start off kind of good in the beginning and then, like, get lost in the third act because of how the writing is and all these subplots that happen. Um, because if you look at Return to Savage Beach... Pretty interesting start, like the jet ski scene. Um, the music has a James Bond feel to it a little bit. I gotta say something about the music. I, I like, I love the music. At the same time, it's it's god awful, and it doesn't fit the movie at all. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what it was, but I kept getting vibes. It was like I'd hear the horns from King's Quest in it constantly. <laughs> And then I would hear stuff. It's like, oh, that sounds like '90s adventure game on the PC. That sounds yeah. that sounds like that's what that is. And then I kept hearing Age of Empires one style soundtracks in it too. I'm like, what is this movie soundtrack? It's like a bunch of old PC shit from like the late '90s in this movie. I don't know. I can't Especially- remember. I can't remember what it was, but I had I had a setup for a joke that was like, okay, so there's a sex scene in this movie, and the soundtrack is from uh, fucking Monkey Island for some reason. I, Especially during all the sex scenes, that that like, I'm like, oh shit, am I getting ready to enter a battle? Like with the I fucking business. I hated that. I hated that. That stupid <laughs> constant like overblown percussive sound, and it's like, it's like mixed way up over the un- other instruments, and it's supposed to be like, oh, it's so suspenseful, but instead it's just, I hate this. No, it pissed me off because it was like causing my speakers to blow out, and I was getting pissed. I'm like, "What the fuck is with the soundtrack?" God, I forgot to ask Andy. Do you recommend um, Savage Beach? Uh, uh, not really. I, it's I just, think... uh, like, it, it, if it's on, fine, I guess. Watch it, but don't seek it. Like, if you're like, "I want to watch a good bad movie," there's so many other ones. There's so, watch, watch Samurai Cop, watch. Uh, Deadly Prey, watch The Room, watch Troll 2. There's so many others. Watch those. Yep. Um, I, uh, in fact, after I watched the first one, and I'll, you know, there was some time in between them, but I came home from work one night and knew that I finally had to watch Return to Savage Beach. I couldn't put it off anymore, so I did something <laughs> I haven't done since college. Uh, I just poured buy yourself a shot for no reason i just did a shot and then i sat down to watch that piece of crap movie and i'm glad I did. <laughs> so return to savage beach they you know they bring back the villains and shit um 
They bring back a villain. Isn't he the only character who comes back? Didn't they have like, like I kept expecting them to like call someone and it be like one of the actresses from the first movie. Hey, we need information about Savage Beach. Hey, do you remember when this happened? But were they unavailable? Did they not want to do it? Are they dead? What? I don't know. Um, but they kind of leave uh, in the description here. It says stolen computer floppy disk filled with information about the location of the mythical treasure in Savage Island will lure both villains and lethal agents uh, a dangerous treasure hunt. So I'm wondering who the other villain is. Are they talking about maybe the Japanese guy that fought, uh, fought, uh, fought uh, what's his name? Logan? Uh, what's, what's his? Tyler? Uh, Doc Austin or something like that. Doc Austin. Yeah. <laughs> what a great name. <laughs> Uh, and like I said, this is part of the, uh, universe because there was like other people from different movies that I didn't know about, uh, cause they There's have like flashbacks to some wrestling movie or something. Yeah. He, Marcus uh, Alexander Badwell like, pound drives a... someone to death or something. <laughs> he pound drives a pedophile and, <laughs> shit and, him. and he's like, yeah, I got paid for that, man. It was great. <laughs> like, what the fuck? And when that guy turns up, he's like wearing black and wearing black sunglasses. He's like, is this? uber julian from trailer park boys who the fuck is this guy no that's buff bagwell and if you didn't know buff <laughs> is the stuff yeah okay okay it's just he's dressed exactly like julian <laughs> julian might be inspired by buff bagwell for all you i know. keep thinking uh, this the movie came out in 2006 right no no Whoa. 98 but it got remastered in 20 2006 oh okay because uh, amazon told me it was 2006 and i was like okay they upgraded the floppy disk, but like they just why they should have just kept the cool old ones or gone to CD or something. But all right, that makes they're still kind of old for 1998. At that point, it should have been a CD. And I kept seeing the cars and thinking like, that's not why didn't they get a new car? Okay, whatever. But yeah, that makes a little more sense. I didn't realize that because Amazon lied to me. I I just want to bring this up. I hated the like the first movie had bad acting. This movie had super fucking bad acting. Yeah. Like, terrible. Um, it's got that one actress who can't even read lines for a radio. Like, you're reading your lines. Just, you, that's all you gotta do. It still sounds terrible. By the way, I, real, real radio person. What? She, no. she, she did, uh, I forget, sexology or whatever. She was a sexologist for a radio show. I, I looked this up. <laughs> So maybe, maybe she got really nervous nervous. because she's on camera. Yeah, I think so. It's, it's different. I tell you, the worst dude is that guy, Doc. He's fucking awful. He's like, which like one is he? He's the dude with the ponytail who has the fucking magnum and shit. He's like, he's got oh, the okay. damn fucking abs and everything. They're always yeah, showing yeah. his abs off. No. They're doing equal opportunity for. Yeah, for I mean, years. good for them, I guess. <laughs> I, I, I don't know if there was a whole lot of women who watched Savage Beach. who's like, I wish there was something in this for me, but cool. Good job. They did it. He really pissed me off though because like he, he would like describe things and I just fucking hated how he said things. It's like he obviously memorized those lines and he couldn't he couldn't you know emote them. It's just I memorized these lines. And he had is. they all had they all had these fucking uh, like satellite things that they had on like the coffee table or like on their pool table outside. Yeah, yeah the whole beginning of the movie is like this really overly complicated setup just to say like hey these guys are, are running these explosives and drugs or, or ammunition or some shit 
And can and someone explain to me why she has to do it via a radio station? Mm-hmm. Like, just call them and say, hey, there's terrorists running guns. We need you to go stop them. What if they tap the phones? <laughs> I just broke I broke it. I broke your logic. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it does matter. In this universe, it matters. But <laughs> like, And also, it's a radio station that, like, and so they're in Hawaii, and they're broadcasting this radio station to both L.A. and Texas, right? Yes. That's where it was yeah. Texas. Yes. No. Yes. No, wrong. It's a satellite radio. That didn't exist yet in 98, it did. right? It did then. I don't know. I don't know if it fucking did or not. For 2006, real. it might have. Well, didn't you see on its television their little satellite thing that they had that was clearly... Oh, yeah, they launched a satellite, yeah. I got you. Well, if you have your own satellite <laughs> system... For broadcasting your own signals again why the radio station just call them with the satellite they didn't like, understand how satellite radio worked they didn't understand how script writing works. they didn't understand how cinematography or filmmaking worked or any of that stuff well what you, what you didn't know is andy sedaris is like the steve jobs of satellite radio he invented it in this movie so but yeah, they, they set that up, and then it's like, go go find these guys running guns or some shit, and then these two people get dressed, and that, that chick wakes up, and she has no clothes on, mm-hmm. like Andy was saying. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I've been chomping at the bit for some action. And then he's like, oh, yeah. And they, <laughs> they get into wetsuits and get on a jet ski and then, like, shoot these people. Just... I like that it's set up by being like, they stole your boat. <laughs> Yeah, and then they're like, "Wow, you guys suck! Like, you got your boat stolen that easy?" Good thing some, they have some super secret <laughs> agency. Good thing they happen to have jet skis there. Yeah, which are cooler. But that was my my first explosion that made me laugh. Happened there because <laughs> she shot like she shot the explosive arrow there, and then that dude had a grenade launcher. At first, I thought it was a shotgun, like one of those uh, revolver shotguns or some shit. Mm. But no, it was a grenade launcher, and he shot a grenade, and it was a really shitty effect. It was like a sparkler. It's like somebody put a sparkler in there. Yeah. <laughs> And then it exploded, and you can see the guy, like, you just saw clothes go up. <laughs> like, holy shit, it vaporized them. Clothes. <laughs> All that's left is their clothes. That happened multiple times. It does. It's, it's clear that they had, like, clothed mannequins, but the mannequins were probably, like, styrofoam or something. So they just, like, whoosh. They're just oh, gone. And yeah. then the heat carries the clothes, and it just looks, it, it's a weird effect. And they try to have, like, a cool, like, she's, like, told you explosive tips and then he's like i had something to do with that too yeah (laughs) this like i said this movie was pretty much a soft core porn movie because literally like every other scene there was sex um and like titties just on the screen yeah that's all they got it's like a sex sells kind of thing and then they use this action movie as like an excuse to do it but it's not, it's not, I still don't get the plot. Someone explain to me. I don't know the plot they, either. They said they got the gold, but then they were worried that the Filipino government was corrupt. So they put it back or something. Like, I feel like they, they stopped just sort of saying they put it back. Like they were worried about the gold and now it's not gold bars anymore. Now it's like a, a gold Buddha that it looks like they bought at a TJ Maxx, right? It looks terrible. Well, I, that bo- I don't understand the plot. Am I an idiot? I'm an idiot. Right? No, no, you're not an idiot because the the writing is weird. Because I thought the Buddha was like a callback from the first movie. Because remember where he's like, 
you know, thank you for helping out the country. Here's a a, boot, a golden Buddha in our, uh, you know. That did happen. Yeah. But uh, okay, I don't think so... it had anything to do with that, though. No, it didn't. And they're just like, we're just going to put a Buddha because we melted down the gold into a golden Buddha. They lost those shitty gold bars that at least looked better than that Buddha. But, <laughs> yeah, I thought that the whole time. Though. I'm like, wait a minute. They got the gold and they it's safe. So... He explains later at the end of the movie, this is skip of the head, I guess he got he got the gold back and he decided to hold on to it and on Savage Beach again until the corrupt politicians go away. Right. I still don't like get it. <laughs> You're not supposed to get it. You're just supposed to see tits and explosions and And then they do that stupid like double uh, oh, the bad guy from the first movie is not really dead. Oh, here he is. He's the bad guy. Oh, he's not really a bad guy. He's a good guy. Oh, he's not really that guy at all. He's that guy's nephew or something. And uh, also, he is a bad guy. Oh, but the guy from the first movie is really alive. Also, he really is a good guy now. It doesn't make any sense. Stop that. <laughs> Andy Sedaris must have watched I, I I wonder if Marcus Alexander Bagwell decided to, like we're, we need to have like fifty million heel and face turns like a lot in this movie. So let's. He might have been he might have been the best actor in this movie, besides that Rodriguez guy. I got so distracted, dude. And when there was a sex scene with Marcus Alexander Bagwell, I kind of had to fast forward it. I was like, oh my god, <laughs> am I seeing this right now? Yeah. Like, Listen, I hope when we get, if we eventually get to 1998, I hope on WCW TV, he's he's bragging about Return to Savage Beach and how he was in this movie and shit and how the WO blows it up and makes it sound like it's way more awesome than what it actually is, like Thunder in Paradise, I'm shit su- like that. I'm surprised Hulk Hogan's not in this, like, banging a chick or something. Brother, Hulk Hogan has some dignity, brother. I guess. <laughs> Mark... <laughs> Uh, well, Marcus Alexander Bagwell in this movie is called Warrior, which, uh, why would you choose that name after, you know, maybe, maybe Andy Sedaris was like, I just want to have Warrior in there because he's my favorite wrestler, but I can't get the Warrior because, uh, he has dignity. So we're going to get Marcus Alexander Bagwell (laughs) to be the Warrior. (laughs) I like how he was called Warrior and he barely did a damn thing. He did like three wrestling moves. Mm-hmm. And then, like the rest of it was like flashback sequence shit from like a previous film, apparently. Yeah. <sighs> I don't know. Is there anything else to talk about this movie? Because this movie confuses the shit out of me. Yes, there were more explosions that made me laugh. I I like the girl, the the one from Texas with the with the guy with the ponytail who's like the worst actor. I like how she's like Twitch from Rainbow Six, and she always has like an RC vehicle to blow somebody up with. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> gimmick and it's like what and then every again they vaporize their clothes go or, or the only thing that survives <laughs> the fucking explosion uh complete tangent it's weird that you would compare her to twitch because today at least recently rainbow six announced the next operator and it is someone else with a brand new little car thing and it does explode so oh that's cool maybe it's her <laughs> no, <it's a> guy. <laughs> oh damn it yeah. but uh one other thing I noticed was the sound effects for some of the guns in this in this movie are from the first Resident Evil game, and it made me laugh. Really? Yeah, like the the dude, uh, the fucking ponytail fucker with the Magnum. He obviously has a Magnum revolver. 
that's the same sound from Resident Evil One from the Colt Python. I thought so. Ah, I thought same so. Exact sound. And I heard. I thought I heard the Beretta sound somewhere. Mm. Like they have several really shitty little teeny tiny girl pistols in, in there that people use. But yeah. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think if there was anything else. It's just. I don't know. I laughed a lot of the explosions and shit. I love explosions. Man, and, and then it ended like the first one where they all just stood around with like martinis and shit and laughed. Oh, uh, um, the the thing at the end where they go there, they're like, "All right, we're gonna get him." And it turns out the the girl that was working for Rodriguez was actually an Interpol agent from Berlin. Who did a really oh, bad yeah. German accent? We completely I, skipped over that. I forgot about that. Terrible German accent. <laughs> and she was like, "Okay, so apparently she was a good guy." And uh, then they're like, "Okay, let, let's go get him." So they, she goes in first, I guess, to try to subdue him on her own, and she fucking totally fails. Punches her out, and then everybody else comes up, and then he 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 like gives this huge long spiel that's like 10 minutes it feels like he's talking about like well this is what happened and then they they show all the flashback scenes from savage beach where he fucking explodes so they don't have to film original footage (laughs) they can pad the movie's length out and uh like that goes on forever and then he tries to do this weird thing where he frames her he's like she she's a female james bond she was just in it for the money like him i'm like james bond doesn't work for the money what the fuck are you talking doesn't make any sense (laughs) and then it it was like it was weird because i kind of believed him almost for a second i'm like this is he's having this effect on me and then it's like no that was a fake out and there there's like several fake outs in that like like you were just saying a little while ago that was it melted my brain a little bit So the guy who plays uh, Rodrigo uh, Rodrigo Martinez, he was in a Arnold Schwarzenegger movie, uh, Collateral Damage, apparently. So good for him, because <laughs> I I want to say him and the the two blondes in the first movie, and then I want to say, you know what? I'll give the CIA guy a, a, a little nod too. I think those four people did pretty good as far as trying to act in the movie obviously not really a a a good actor by any stretch Mm. or even an actor but somebody that's like trying to get into the business that maybe gets in a movie (laughs) yeah (laughs) um yeah i I, I don't recommend the second movie i I at least give a low recommendation for the first movie because i as much as like crazy how they ended up in the end of that movie it was bearable to watch. The second one was just like, what the fuck is happening? But it had its funny moments. The first one has this earnestness to it. It's weird. Mm-hmm. I don't know how else to explain it. It's like, yeah, that feels, it, this feels like a genuine, I want to make this crazy movie where there's like sexy girls that get caught up in a crazy, stupid plot. Yeah, I, I have to admit, the first one, like, I have at least the tiniest little bit of respect for, like, filmmaking wise, but the second one, it's like, ugh. Mm. Apparently it was Andy Sedaris' last movie. Really? I can't imagine why. Yeah. 
I finally figured out where I'd heard that name before. There is an episode of Best of the Worst from Red Letter Media where they watch one of his movies, but it wasn't uh, Savage Beach. That, that bothered me so much. Yeah, I, 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 I finally had to just Google Red Letter Media Andy Sedaris. I was like, I know I've heard this somewhere. I can hear it in Jay's voice. Uh, I finally figured it out. Uh, it, it sounds like we're wrapping up. So just real quick, I just wanted to read one of the reviews for Return to Savage Beach from IMDb. Okay. <laughs> I found I found one that mm, I like, and luckily it's, there's some longer ones that are funny. But this this is the one I like. Uh, it was written by uh, Megalica V in in 2000. Uh, it's titled "Dem Things Is Nice." <laughs> what? <laughs> These are the words that you repeatedly yell out as you watch this spectacular movie. The incredible Buff Bagwell leaves us stunned and amazed by his great <laughs> hidden acting talent. <laughs> the great directing and writing by Andy Sidaris, who brought us such outstanding classics as Seven, Hard Ticket to Hawaii, that's the one that they watched on uh, regular media, and the original Savage Beach, leaves us in awe and hysterics over his newest film. Beautiful playmates, only wearing a smile throughout the movie, show us their incredible assets and acting ability in this wonderful flick. They are quite a handful. Just look at some, uh, sorry, just look at some of the characters in this movie. A China lookalike, Carlos Santana slash Eddie Guerrero, and the incredible buff, in parentheses, the stuff. You can't say with a straight face that this movie isn't great. Just the incredible techniques these stars use, such as the perfected ninja choreography, the toy <laughs> RC cars, and the sudden appearance of clothes slash props. In lieu of all these aspects of the movie, I cannot see how this movie does not receive a full 10 out of 10 stars. This is truly one of Andy Sidaris's productions. That's the whole sentence. This is truly one of Andy Sidaris's productions. Go out and watch it now! Dem Things is very, very nice. <laughs> Who wrote that, Borat? No, it was M M Megalica. It's like Metallica, but he puts it... I don't know, it's weird. That's Borat. Oh, it's the only review he's ever written. That's annoying. D Damn it. <laughs> Andy Sidaris wrote this review. He must have. <laughs> Uh, I, this is from this first movie. Since we're down this path, it's it's four out of ten. Um, I'm gonna read it because like it, it, the way it ends, it says, "If you don't lick them, I will." So let's see where this leads. Uh, <laughs> in case you never watch these big boob films, be aware that the writer slash director's wife Arlene Sedaris is the producer, and she hires all the women only if they show the goods. Which is actually kind of dumb since the girls are known for it. <laughs> Perhaps our lead had a thing for naked babes. Like all their stupid scripts, this one will eventually be topped by the return to Savage Beach, including Julie Strain. At one point, the stranded women decide they are 600 miles northeast of Malaki, uh, which would put them <laughs> on the Oregon coast. I think the dialogue was meant to be <laughs> southwest. Uh, the funniest part of the film is watching the babes put their camo makeup while wearing white see-through t-shirts. Uh, I, I, I yelled at I screen. I was like, it just went away. It, it, was, yeah, it was white. It was gone. The only reason to watch this film is uh, Donna Spears' natural double Ds. If you don't lick them, I will. That's where it led to. That reminds me of one one other thing in Return to Savage Beach that was my favorite. It was the end when they found the bomb, and the bomb obviously had like a PA system installed in it. <laughs> and then they were like, 
oh, we need to, to insert your medallion. It's got a fucking bullet in it because he got shot and it absorbed the bullet. I think that, that was that was like vaguely interesting from like a suspense point of view, but they it was contrived the way they set up the fact that he had the thing on him at all. Yeah, and then the, <laughs> the whole scene after that it got totally botched. It's like get it out, and then he's like got a knife and he's trying to dig it out and he puts it back even though he didn't dig the fucking bullet out, and then. Like, get, and then they get a file. file do, do you have a file? And then, like, she pulls out like a fucking Swiss Army knife and is like, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh man. man, that was terrible. I wish they had exploded and all their clothes would have gone flying. That would have been hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, Zach, do you, I, I guess you already said, you know, if it's on, watch it pretty much for the second movie. Um, uh, only if you're in a group. And I'd feel awkward watching some of this with friends. I'll tell you why. I mean, if you're drunk, the first movie, um, yes. I, the second movie, like, like I said, it's literally a softcore porn. Like, if you went to Pornhub.com and wrote action movie, like, I think it might come up. Yeah, might come up. I couldn't figure out whether or not to bring this up or not, but uh, I'll just go ahead and say it. Why is that a selling point for movies? Nudity being in it. Like, I remember being a kid in like the early 90s and stuff and i remember like titanic being a big deal oh you get to see boobs in titanic but now who cares like i carry around a computer in my pocket that has access to pornhub 24 7 well, you can just yeah. see tits all the time so there's all these reviews i'm seeing several of them there's all these reviews like oh man there's big old titties in this movie i fucking love it why why do you love that about this movie i don't understand when were they dated though some of them one of them was written in 2020 <laughs> I oh my mean, god okay now this one is one out of 10 stars never mind but this one was written in january of 2021 i i will say this like boobies by you boobies in like good movies are fine with me like all the jason movies and stuff like you get like a titty here and then like that scene the next scene uh and i'm fine with that but yeah i don't get the whole how return to savage beach where that's a thing to be in movies like if you want to see that then go to Pornhub and support them there um but having this in movies is kind of annoying yeah i'm not against nudity in movies it's perfectly fine Mm -hmm. it's just i don't understand like this movie that's all it has going for it if you care about that and like i said i kind of don't so this movie doesn't have anything Mm-hmm. It's a holdo. It's from 1998. I, I get, 98 is still like. No, not I, everybody had fucking good internet connection back in. I know. I guess it was, not. I it still, was still hard to get porn back then. Well, if you're gonna buy a movie for tits, just buy a porno. I mean, this was something you could have got at the video rental store, though. Is what I'm saying. So without having to go, without having to go to some skeevy fucking place. But, but without having to go back behind the beads and look at all the adult movies. Exactly. All right. Yep. I, I, okay. Fair enough. It's just, <laughs> uh, man, it's just, it's weird. All right. So I know we didn't look up before we uh, came on here, but do you have any news to bring up? Uh, Nintendo Direct happened yesterday. Uh, a lot of mixed reactions. Uh, the only thing I cared about was Mario Golf. Yeah, Mario Golf looks cool. Honestly, the Mario sports games I used to like always give a hard pass to. But out of nowhere, I tried Mario Tennis when it came out for the Switch, and it was fucking fun. So mm. now Mario Golf is on my radar. Um, the Square Enix announced a RP, uh, strategy RPG game. Yeah, I hope they change like the title, the, the, the Triangle something. 
Yeah, it's it's in the art style of of the Bravely games. Mm-hmm. That's that's on my radar. That seemed cool. And uh, uh, Splatoon three. That's on my radar also. That could be cool. That's too soon in my opinion. Um, it's popular. What are you gonna do? Also, it's not not for like a year. Where's Bayonetta? <laughs> that's yeah, where's Bayonetta? Where's Metroid Prime? Where's all this other stuff? Uh oh no! Oh, and there was a trailer for No More Heroes three, which kicks ass. And what do you think about them bringing uh, Zelda Skyward Sword to fucking Switch? Or uh, it was inevitable. Yeah, <laughs> it's fine. Whatever. I never. I, 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 I I've already played the game. I never played it, so that's. It's worth playing. A lot of people are going to talk about how oh, it's, it's one of the bad ones. I don't like that one. You should put Breath of the Wild. It's fine. It's it's a pretty fun game. It's not the best Zelda game, but it's far from the worst. It's it's a good old time. Mm-hmm. What is the worst? Um, the worst like actually like not cheating and saying like CDI or something. Yeah. Um. You open this Pandora's box now. You have to answer. Yeah, that's really hard to figure out. I I think it might be Twilight Princess. I've heard it's that an, a few times. It's an opinion thing. I know a lot of people who would really disagree with me on that. But as far as being fun, I think Twilight Princess is the least fun. I know I hated the beginning of that game. It made me like not want to play the the rest of the game. I don't remember how it starts really. It's like a super long fucking tutorial. Basically, it lasts mm-hmm. like more than an hour. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, I don't want to play this anymore. <laughs> I get it. Like, before we, before we get back into some news, Zach, you're the next pick for uh, movie, bad movies. So, what's your two next movies? By the way, the classic Samurai Cop. You will yes. love this movie. It has tits in it too, but it's not like all over the fucking place like like these movies were. <laughs> There's only like. <laughs> There was only like like I think three. There was only three that, that you really see, three or four. <laughs> but still, it's it's pretty restrained compared to these two. Um, and then Face Off, which I know that's weird. What? That's like a mainstream movie. It's like yes, but it's fucking bad. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, it's bad. Yeah, sure that counts. So, and it's when Nick Cage kind of go. Nick Cage has a roller coaster of a life with movies. Like he'll do like a great movies, and then he'll just go fucking shit. I'm sure. I'm sure we'll get into it a lot when we're talking about it. But yeah, he's 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 a fucking mystery man. I think Face Off is when he officially starts nosediving in the mainstream. Mm-hmm. I think that that was the start. Until National Treasure comes out, I guess. Um, what? Do you, you hate National Treasure? No, I don't hate no. National Treasure. I think I said he, he comes back up with National Treasure. Oh yeah, that's normal. Like, that was, yeah, he makes money with it. But do you do you consider it like? Uh, I like National Treasure. He's like an incredibly good actor in. No, I think he does better than what those other bad movies that he does. Um, he wasn't playing like a total nut job in National Treasure. He's not going. It's not the bees. Not the bees. <laughs> and he's like, we got it. He's not doing crazy shit. He's just like. I'm a guy. Like, that's just him sometimes. I'm not saying he's a good actor in uh, Bad Lieutenant Portacol New Orleans, but, I mean, he was the man for that job. Like, he was definitely know, the man and for it, that Everyone job. who's seen that movie knows exactly what they wanted in that role, and Nick Cage was the perfect casting. My favorite line I've ever heard anybody say about Nicolas Cage was this. Do you guys watch that uh, that YouTube channel, The Critical Drinker? Sometimes, yes. Okay. He did a, he did a recent video about Superman Lives. Which was like the, the canceled, yeah, yeah. The, the Nick Cage. It wasn't really Nick Cage. He just ended up being in it near the end. 
But um, he's like, I don't know. Could somebody play like a weird space alien that doesn't fit in to normal society and is like a total outcast? And he's like, I guess. I mean, that's basically Nicolas Cage's entire life. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, that he he would totally play a great Superman in that context, I guess. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So watch those movies and come back, and then we'll talk about it. I'm trying to think what else uh, news that happened. Is there anything big? Gina Carano the... got fired. Wait, what? Gina Carano got fired off Mandalorian. Yeah. Um, oh, right. The 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 woman. Yeah, she her tweets or whatever. Yeah. Whatever. She she wasn't like I, I hate to sound dismissive of this, but it's like she wasn't the best character on that show. So I'm just kind of like I don't care. People liked her. Yeah, uh, it's hard to like, especially in this industry, um, if you want to keep a job, especially with Disney, who is all about um, you better not say shit that is edgy like she did uh, political wise, um, where she she pretty much said that the with the with the uh, censoring of conservatives is like when the Nazis were doing something with the Jews uh, and the Disney's like, nah, bitch, get out. And, <laughs> and, and, and I understand like she should have that ability to say whatever she wants. But on the other hand, if you're filling out a contract that tells you not to do that, then that's a different story, but I'm happy. I, guess I, Hey, but you know, I guess it's okay though. When people say I support the police brutality in Hong Kong, and nobody gets a slap on the wrist there. Oh no, no, I totally agree with that. Like there should clearly there's a double standard when it comes to that type of stuff. But when you're a conservative trying to have a living, uh, there's a point where you're just gonna have to tip. That's not true. What? What you're talking about is a lie. Oh. It doesn't happen. Oh. Just kidding. <laughs> well, what I was trying to say is like, you know, tiptoeing through the minefield that uh, you could get canceled at any time yeah. for for either a joke or just having an opinion. Uh, it just it seems to me if you're a public figure, just don't fucking put that shit online. Like if you have an opinion about a political party or or a race of people or something, maybe just don't put it on Twitter. I say follow the Kurt Russell formula. He gave an interview a couple months ago where he's like, you know what? I think nobody should ever talk about politics if they're in the entertainment business because I don't want anybody to come see my movie and think about any political shit that I said. Exactly. Exactly. It, yeah. it's fucking exactly. He's absolutely and, right. And he got flack for that. Why? <laughs> because politics is everything, brother. Here's the other side of that. I don't give a fuck what any star says about anything political, even if it agrees with me. Like, if George Clooney says something that syncs up with my uh, political views, fuck him anyway. I don't fucking care what you think. You're not even a real person. <laughs> I, don't, I don't care. You've got all this money and stuff. I don't fucking care what you think. By the way, George. Same thing with uh, Gina, whatever her name is. I don't fucking care what she thinks about that stuff. Oh, it's so hard to be a conservative. But you're a millionaire. Fuck off. <laughs> She's also an MMA fighter as well. So she can get back in that business. I as... wouldn't say it to her face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, so that was big news. Um, kind of quick wrestling news. So Kyle O'Reilly last night got hit with a chair or something like that. And he sold it so well that people actually thought he had a seizure. Uh, no, I think he, he, he took a brain buster on the stairs is what it was. Yeah. Jesus. 
Yeah, and then they're and then like, no, I read that, and I'm like, that's a work. He's fu- it's a fucking work, and he just did such a good job that he's, it scared people. Yeah. <laughs> so they're just running with it. He it's it's a work shoot kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think what else. Uh, Mike missed the whole fucking GameStop stock thing, man. Did we? Did, we didn't talk about that. No, I mean we we mentioned that it was up and that was it, and then we there, missed the whole thing about deep fucking value. We missed the whole thing about Wall Street bets. We missed Robin Hood. We missed everything. I gotta say real quick because we just left wrestling real fast. There's a guy in NXT whose gimmick just changed to where he got in on the GameStop stocks and then he sold them for dog coins, dog coins, and then he 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 like moved all that money and he's like, I'm a millionaire. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the GameStop stonks were pretty crazy. Um, I mean, if we'd have recorded an episode that week, I would have I would have been coming in hot. I'd have been hot. Mm-hmm. But uh, now I'm kind of like, uh, well, it's still kind of disappointing now because today they had their uh, their little committee sh- hearing. Yeah. Uh, where they're just like, oh, we can't have people doing this. So, so they're pretty much going to be writing laws to kind of fix that situation so it doesn't happen again. Uh, quick story, like people just found they a way to make shorting stocks illegal. Mm-hmm. They found a way to play the game in Wall Street and all the big elite people were just like, what is happening? <laughs> we can't make money. Other peasants are making money. You guys see where that millionaire cried on the news? Oh man! Oh fucking! That made me laugh I so can much. I fucking jerk off to that. Oh, it's, oh it's so great. You're ruining the government's giving poor people money, and they're just using it to attack us. Yeah, you're right. That is happening. <laughs> I can see that, like that GIF of Jack Nicholson going. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know that <laughs> yeah, it, oh, it, it 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 was a great. I want to say three weeks of Wall Street and the billionaires and the government just fucking panicking to the point where I I I truly think that the reason why we don't have our third stimulus is because of stonks uh, right now. Yeah, maybe. No, I think it's just because we have a new. Um administration and they just don't know how to get it out right yet maybe yeah well but i did want to bring up on the show uh several times we've had the debate about uh theaters are closing and i'm always like fuck them i don't care about theaters well amc was like saved by this whole debacle and uh, i was part of it which seems hypocritical of me but i bought a bunch of amc stock as well so i was part of helping to save amc theaters so we need another pandemic to happen to fucking kill theaters again, pretty much. Ah, it's fine. Theaters can stay open. I don't care. I don't. I mean, they're they're doing the whole. You could watch. By the way, Mortal Kombat trailer looks fucking amazing. By the way, you should. I need to watch that. It freezes his dude's arms off. It's fucking bad. That's awesome. Yeah, and uh, it, I'm thinking about getting HBO Max because it's gonna be on there. And I is it. Yeah, I I like I like the current thing. If if you want to have the theater experience, then you can go to the theater. If you want to go watch it at your home, HBO Max. And I want that to be a thing even after the pandemic. Will it probably happen? No, it won't. <laughs> probably. The uh, uh, Cyberpunk came with a free month of HBO Max, and I'm gonna wait to activate it when uh, Godzilla vs King Kong is in theaters because I want to watch that on there. Yeah, you don't want to watch the Zack Snyder cut of the Justice League. 
isn't it going to be like four hours or something? It's supposed to be a mini series. It's not supposed to oh. be. Concurrent. Well, I never saw the movie, so. Well, the uh, well, that's a whole. Other I thing. hope it's shit. <laughs> I I really hope it's Fuck shit. You. <laughs> Fuck you, <laughs> dude. Justice League is shit. Zack Snyder. Shit. It's not his fault that it's shit, though. Zack Snyder is shit. I mean, I know his. I, I, no, you, no, you hopped on the bandwagon. Nobody thought he was shit before until that stuff started happening. What? No, no. I fucking hated Batman versus Superman, period. No, that's what I'm talking about. That's I fucking hated Man of Steel. Point. I, fucking, I fucking hate Man of Steel. I, Did you like Dawn of the Dead? The remake of Dawn of the Dead. Most people like that movie. That was his movie. I like that movie. It was okay. Did you 300's like 300s? Okay, 300. Zack Snyder did 300. I, I didn't like the art style of 300. <laughs> Shut up, dude. <laughs> no, you're not allowed to have opinions. Fucking Zack Snyder could suck a dick. He sucks at fucking suck his dick. <laughs> I don't want to suck his dick. Facilitate that. <laughs> I got Zack so angry, you turned into a robot. <laughs> Zack's rage just uh, destroyed his internet connection. <laughs> Uh, he'll he'll be back hopefully. Um, <laughs> he's just frozen there. Um, yeah, I don't think I have any other news. I I think he's done. I think I think Zack Snyder eliminated him. Um, yeah, there's nothing else to talk about. Anything else that brought your attention in the, the Nintendo Direct? What do you think about the people that are shitting on it? What? Why? Because like, what? A- like okay now here's one thing that i will shit on about it uh the new fighter for smash brothers yes that's so boring so boring uh, oh my god just make another fire emblem character why don't you Ugh. how about master- another, another fucking anime sword person who cares how about master chief put master chief in smash uh, sure i mean it would have been more exciting than this yeah oh no <laughs> um i think we'll end it here since uh zach is having some difficulties here and my video is out of sync here on live which by the way we're live on twitch.tv slash joedub35 but if you want to catch more big trouble little podcasts make sure you go on spotify google Podcasts, apple Podcasts, stitcher and red circle type in big trouble little podcasts and then we'll uh you can catch all our older episodes we recently did the twilight zone which we do every january and this month, half February, half March, we're going to be doing uh, bad movies. Um, but until next time, guys, see you later. Thanks for listening. I like the stock. <laughs>